Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It has been two years since the death of 17-year-old Trayvon Martin in Sanford, Florida. Visuals were planned and carried out today across Central Florida to remember the slain team. Students at Bethune-Cookman University walked in their hoodies tonight from the Performing Arts Center to the quad at exactly 6.08 p.m. In remembrance, the students also lit candles at the memorial for Martin and actually asked people to sign petitions to get rid of Florida Stand Your Ground Law. So I ask at this time that we all give a moment of silence to the gone but never forgotten Mr. Trayvon Martin. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the talk with Micah and friends. And yes, it is me, Micah. So very good to have you guys all back with me again supporting this show. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Also to everyone who supported last week's show, Sex in the City. What a controversial show that was, okay? I mean, baby, they had me on the blogs. They had me calling out folks. And, you know, I just I had to do what I had to do. I had to protect my brand. You know what I'm saying? But with all that said, we actually had a whopping 12,500 streams and counting. Again, 12,500 streams and counting. I hope I'm not blowing your eardrums out. Um, but that's combined through the manual link that I post on Facebook, Twitter, HipCast.com, Blog Talk Radio, as well as iTunes. And now that brings me to this point. What I need for all of you to do that are currently listening, whether you're listening live or you're listening through iTunes or through the stream or or whatever the case may be, I need you to go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the talk with Micah. Again, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the talk with Micah. And click on follow. Follow me, okay? Because remember, we're trying to get to show great ratings among the U.S., not just the LGBT community. Now, today's show is entitled All About the Topics, baby. We live in a world now where we're sometimes bombarded with world events, social issues, and let's not forget all that is media entertainment. So what I decided to do, little old me, what I decided to do is choose six individuals who all come from various backgrounds, social and economic statuses, and just allow them to present topics for the entire, pan- for the entire panel to discuss, including myself, you know, while at the same time being able to bring awareness to the listeners and educating the masses. Now, I don't know what you guys thought the premise or the purpose of the Talk with Mike and Friends show was about, you know, but it's not just about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, baby. And not even just about pageantry, you know, but it's so much more that we have to cover. And if you forgot or you never knew, I need you to go to episode number one, baby, okay? Episode number one will give you clear and concise disclosure as to what we are all about. Now, that brings me to this point. Later on in the, um, in the hour, we're going to actually take calls from our listeners, okay? So this is going to be your opportunity to address topics that we may have failed to bring to the panel during our actual session. Because as we all know, our world is ever-evolving with the many issues and things to discuss. So what I need you to do now is go ahead and get your pen, get your paper, and be sure to jot down your topic. So just in case we get to you tonight, 
you actually have something to share. Now, with all of that said, and I did say a lot in about three and a half minutes, okay, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to our free and clear, free and clear, free and clear segment. Miss Duval, Newcomer 2014, will be held Sunday, March 9, 2014, in Jacksonville, Florida, at the Scottish Rite Cathedral. 1 p.m. is registration, 8 p.m. is showtime, $25 admission, featuring Tasha Royal Sherrington. You can go to www.alwaysduval.com for more information. All right? Okay. Mr. and Miss All-Star Continental Pageant will be held Monday, March 10th at 9 p.m. Okay, you're going to have the reigning Mr. and Ms. Continental, as I like to call them, the Nentals, Mr. Khalil Valentino, and Nasha Lopez. You're also going to have performances by Sassy Devine, Darcel Stevens, Taj Mahal, Chantel DeMarco, Nathaniel Marshall, Giselle Barbie Royale, Jeffrey Kelly, Tasha Long, Sasha Colby, Armani, Cezanne, Mimi Marks, and Angel Saez. Again, that's Mr. and Ms. All-Star Continental Pageant. Monday, March 10th, 9 p.m. at the Parliament House in Orlando, Florida. All right, and speaking of actually Continental, we have another Continental Preliminary. Sunday, March 23rd, Liberty Continental, a preliminary to the National Mr. Continental Contest with your host, the legendary and the iconic Harmonica Sunbeam, as well as a former Miss Continental, Michelle Dupree. Honored guests will be Khalil Valentino, Mr. Continental 2014. And it's a $5 cover. Doors will open up at 5. Showtime is at 6. And it's going to be held at the Stonewall Inn in New York City. That's an early pageant, baby. Go ahead and get y'all guys out of there. Ferris of the Mall. That's my girl. Ferris of the Mall. Personalized designs for only $40. So, guys, if you're looking for a sportswear, girls looking for a sportswear, gown, presentation, formal wear, look, design, she is your girl, Ferris of the Mall. She can hook you up. She's a good sketch artist. She'll sketch your sportswear out, put a little color to it, all that kind of pizzazz. And then guess what? You go ahead and hand it over to your designer. Let them go ahead and, you know, get on the sewing machine, do their thing, and voila. So, again, that Ferris of the Mall personalized designs for only $40. You can contact Ferris for more information by, by calling 504-307-3273. All right. What else we got here? Oh, yes, Black America Junior and Junior Miss. Black America Junior and Junior Miss will be held March 14, uh, 2014, at Spivey's Creation Room in Decatur, Georgia. Categories to include uh, what we have here. <laughs> I know y'all going to kill me. What do we have here? What do we have here? I'm going for my memory here. Uh, we have presentation. Presentation um, is not judged, but we ask that the guys wear a black suit with a red bow tie, that the females wear a black cocktail dress and or, or gown. Um, we have talent, we have sportswear, we have gown, formal wear, and we also have on-stage questions for all contestants. So no matter if we have 10, 15, or 20, everybody's going to answer a question, baby, okay? All right. So, again, that is Black America Junior Junior Miss honoring Christian Lord St. James and Giselle Sanchez Sinclair. Promptly starting promptly at 7, okay? All right. Now, soul of a man, soul of a man, uh, soul of a man. Uh, presented by Ronnie J. Johnson, will be held Saturday, March 1st, 2014, in Riverdale, Georgia. 
money, fame, and fortune. Can you really have it all? It's actually a stage play. They have two showtimes. Showtime's at 3 p.m. as well as 8 p.m. It's going to be held at the studio at the Galaxy Theater. If you would like more information, you can feel free, honestly, to go to www.studioatthegalaxy.com. And also, my very own biological brother, you know, I have a lot of brothers, but this is my biological brother, um, is actually one of the castmates. So good luck to him. Good luck to that production. And with all of that said, baby, with all of that said, because I said a lot, it is now time for us to go over to our all about the topics, okay, all about the topics. All right, so I want you to hold that dial and listen to my girls, the Braxtons. Thanks for listening. It's always staying tuned into the talk with Micah and friends. Now, before I actually go into the show, I just want to personally thank the Philly Black Gay Pride Organization for inviting me after about months of promotion to attend the, uh, the Philly debut of B-Boy Blues, the play. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the play. I mean, honestly, seeing something come to life that I read, you know, 16, when I was 16, 17-year-old, you know, in high school was simply amazing. And who would have known that 15 to 16 years later, I would see this truly evolve to a circle. Um, the cast was amazing. I mean, they couldn't have actually picked a better cast, to be honest. And Atlanta, don't fret, because I actually, even today, I'm actually personally, personally working with the author, James Earl Hardy, with trying to get the play to, you know, have its first ATL debut. So stay tuned for that. And, of course, you know, once, you know, I hear something, I'll let you guys know. But as promised and as advertised all week, tonight is our All About the Topic show. And I first would like to introduce to you, to all of you, the guests that we have for tonight's show. First, we have Derek of the DMV area. Derek, are you here? He's here. Hello, all everyone. Right. <laughs> and uh, we have Cam of Atlanta, Georgia. Cam, are you here? Hello, everybody. All right. We have Greeley of Phoenix, Arizona. Greeley, are you here? Hey, how are y'all guys doing? All right. We have Brian of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Are you here, Brian? Yes, I am. Great. And we have Bernard of Atlanta, Georgia, the troublemaker. How are you, Bernard? <laughs> I'm greeting yourself. How is everybody? <laughs> I'm wonderful. We have Janelle, the beautiful Janelle of New York, New York. How are you, Janelle? Hi, everybody. All right. Well, thanks, um, you guys, again, for joining tonight. Um, I definitely appreciate it. So this is how it's going to work. Each guest on the panel has prepared a topic or an issue to present to the panel, okay, and to us, of course, to listen, everybody. That topic can range from politics, media, music talk, relationship issues, or whatever, okay? So I've asked that the guests research and come up with thought-provoking topics that will force all of us to think on our feet and create an open dialogue about the topic, create a little buzz, educate our listeners, and we may even get into a healthy debate, you know, keyword healthy debate. Now, don't forget, listeners, you will have your chance to bring up, you know, topics of concern to the panel, and we can respond and debate on your issue as well, but that will be a little bit later on. Now, before we start the topics, I want to clarify, and this is, you know, this is really important. I want to clarify for not only the LGBTQ community but the heterosexual community as well the difference between a shade and a reed, okay? 
the difference between a shade and a read. And if whoever's on my phone, and I have a little, I, I hear something in the background. Could you mute your phone? Because I definitely want everybody to hear about this shade and a read, the difference between. Because it's sad that people don't know the difference between reading and shading. If you properly shade someone, it comes off as very indirect and quasi-specific. In fact, sometimes you will not catch the shade being thrown until after the conversation is actually over. Often, the recipient of the shade will utter the following infamous phrase, is that a shade or is that shade? However, when you effectively read someone, and I'll say that again, when you effectively read someone, it's very much direct and specific. A good read is usually based off of facts, harsh opinions, or alleged rumors against the recipient of the read. A person who reads people is still said to be a shady bitch. This does not imply that a read is shade. There is a difference. So Nene and crew, uh, the ladies of Married to Medicine, and whoever else needed a lesson one-on-one, I just gave it to you. Now, with all that said, let's start with Brian, who will provide us with our very first topic to chime in on. So, Brian, the floor is yours, sir. Uh, thank you very much, Micah. So happy to be going first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hi, everyone. So we'll just dive right into it because mine certainly can go in multiple directions. The topic I want to discuss is the uh, one of the top NFL draft prospects, Michael Sam, who plays for Mizzou out of University of Missouri-Columbia. He came mm-hmm. out as being gay earlier this month, I believe, and it created such a media storm. And I've seen so many different different opinions on it, and it certainly got me thinking um, in ways I certainly probably wouldn't have been. And a lot of people say it should not impact him getting drafted into the NFL. And I, I kind of partially believe that, and other just want to kind of partially think that's just them being politically correct. Right. Uh, at the same time, um, I've seen people go on the flip side, like, you know, what's with all these athletes trying to come out now? Is this a new fad? And stuff like that. So that's what I would like to bring to the table and see what other people have to think. Okay. So go ahead. Have at it. Whoever would like to, you know, speak on the Sam, the uh, Michael Sam issue, um, you know, what, you know, how – how, you know, just basically how you, um, what's your response to it? And is it something, is it a fad? I mean, what's going on? And, and, and everybody's quiet? All right. Well, I will. Okay, go ahead, Derek. Okay, go, who was the first person? Was that Derek or Janelle? Yeah, well, if I must respond, I, you know what, I'll take it. I'll take this one. I'll start it. Um, in response to that issue, I actually find that to be very interesting because for those of you that do follow me on Facebook, I actually had created a post myself about that, well, pertaining to that issue a couple of days ago. I mean, it does, I kind of can understand some of the, you know, some of the feedback from others in regards to it being or feeling as if though, you know, all the athletes is coming out the closet and things now is in terms of being a fad. It does typically I can understand how we can come across that way. Now my whole my whole thing with the issue is Hello. 
Yes, we're here. Okay, well, I guess he 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 dropped off for some reason. I don't know what happened. Well, uh, uh, Greeley, uh, Greeley, would you like to? Um, Drake. Oh, has left it. the conference. Okay, he left. Go ahead, um, Greeley. Uh, I definitely am on the opposite of it. Uh, it seems like it's a trend now. Drake has arrived. Actually. Uh, be noticed, and um, I'm all for, you know, being coming out and being proud, but at the same time, that should not be why people choose you. Um, they should choose you for your talents and for what you can do for them, not because of your sexual orientation. Um, with with the whole Michael Sam thing, I'm also against the female um, actress that was um, chosen for the SNL um, uh, segments because she they chose her basically because of her color. And mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's a sellout, but it is. Okay. And and, and Derek, what so was do you um, think? Go ahead. I'm going, go ahead. No, no, go I ahead, Brian. Take it, take it on. Go ahead. So do you think that it, it was a public, like a, a finely tuned time to come out for him to be noticed and then get drafted versus – Solely relying, or because some people think that he won't get drafted. Personally, I would say I think it is, um, and I don't know if it's a cop out or because he was going to be last pick. But I mean, that was his choice; he has to live with it. Okay, I, w- I want to chime in on that because <clears throat> I, I don't think. This is Cameron, by the way. But I, I don't think it was a publicity son. This man is the number one defensive back in college right now. So he would have had no problem getting drafted right off the rear. So what I'm saying is why can't we look at it like the start of a movement instead of a fad? This could empower other players to do the same thing that he's doing. This man is just, is just at the top of his game. So getting drafted wasn't an issue to begin with. So I definitely wouldn't call it a fad. I, instead, I would call it a movement. I like to agree with that. You you, you say you agree with that? I I agree. This is Janelle, and I agree with Amber. And and in retrospect to the question, um, I feel like when somebody decides to come out, um, not even just on a national level, but just come out, you know, to their family, it's very hard. You know, so to come out, be an athlete, and to do it and still hold his head up high, I commend him. And I don't think that it's something that he's doing to seek attention. But just remember when, you know, for those of you out there who are um, homosexual and out, how hard it was to come out, you know, in a smaller scale. So to to do so on a larger scale is definitely something to be commended and not looked down upon. Yeah, and and I and I think um, Janelle and everyone else. I mean, think of it this way. Think about the fact that you know when you get into the to the NFL um, or the NBA or whatever the case may be, any any professional sport, you're having to suppress who you who you are and what you're attra- and, and who you're attracted to, and, and you know, and that being the same sex. So you see, a lot of them have to they they have to fit that mold. They have to you know get married and have kids and all this kind of stuff, and then they have to do things on the back end, you know, sneak, you know sneaking around and, and doing things of that nature. So for him, I commend him because it's like, okay, maybe that was a part of the reason why he did come out. He was like, you know, I am who I am, you know, and, I, and from what I understand, he came out to his, um, 
he came out to his uh, coach as well as his other the other players on his team first back in like August or something of that nature, like last year sometime before he even made it, you know, made it known. But I just I think that that was one of the factors with him saying, okay, you know, it's possible because you know he he is project, projected by some to be taken in the early rounds of the NFL draft this summer. So it was like, okay, well, let me go ahead and come out now. Let me go ahead and get this out because I don't want to have – if I'm going to be in the NFL for 10, 15 years, who's to say, you know, and then I have to live a certain life because of what people think that I that I am and I'm not. So. Well, I, I will have to um, – and the only reason why I'm saying this, and I want you all to understand my thought pattern with this, mm-hmm. I definitely agree with a person coming out. And, mm-hmm. yes, I was told that he did come out a year prior. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is I want people to actually understand this is that I understand after, um, when he came out, the, the next day a video surfaced. So what was your reasoning for coming out? Um, did that video push you to come out or not? Um, I just want people to actually be, you know, think about the whole story and just that of being proud. Yes, we're proud, but let's just get some clarity of why did you come out. So that's, my, just, that's just my take. Okay. I have to say, and this this is Vanessa speaking. I, I partially agree with the whole thing. Um, I'm like, I understand you wanting to come out and get it all out uh, beforehand before everything hits the fan and you get harassed right. this and that. Mm-hmm. You deal with everything. But unless it was necessary and you had something holding, hold, uh, being held against you, I don't feel it was really necessary. Like if if you're not out there like that already, then, I mean, why tell everybody there's enough discrimination within those who – have no other choice but to be out, and, you know, it's obvious. But if you're not, then I personally wouldn't have. Like, I wouldn't just be walking around, even myself now, I don't walk around just, oh, willy-nilly, hey, I'm gay, you know what I'm saying? But for to go out and tell everybody, like, yes, I'm gay, okay, and I, you know what I'm saying? So I don't, like, I understand if, mm-hmm. if it was specific circumstances surrounding why he told everybody, but if not, then I feel like it was, basically, like, pointless. Okay. Well, and, and, and I honestly okay. get um, Go ahead, Cameron. And, Micah, I want to chime in on that, too. Basically, uh, who was that? But was that you, Bernard? You well, well, D- D- Derek, I'm first going to tell you, get your phone together because we don't need you exiting <laughs> anymore. You had to <laughs> exit. No, you I'm sorry. To... <laughs> I'm sorry. I was on the highway. Sorry. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm home now. No, I'm you had your one exit on my way home. home. You had your one exit for the show, but go ahead. No, go ahead. No, but in I I feel the same way. Like if he didn't have, I'm all for, you know, if you feel that you want to come out and just bust the doors down and you know just storm through with your sexuality. I mean that's fine. But what I don't think is what I don't think that what I don't think people are understanding is what type of effect this is going to have on his career. Because we all know that we have come so far as a community, but we're still so far behind at the same time. So is how, how is this man, what lies ahead for this man now that he has, you know, came clean with his sexuality in the NFL? Like, how, how, just how far is he going to go now as opposed to how but far? But I think, Derek, with that comment, Personally, Derek, I think with that comment, you just indicated the truth of how far 
we really are behind because I think it, I personally think that it's a shame that this man is coming out with such a major announcement that could have such an adverse effect on his career, and instead of supporting him as a part of his community, we're questioning mm-hmm. his motives. Why can't we just rally behind this man and his decision? Because I'm pretty sure he knew what he was doing. And when you're making such a big deal and such a big announcement, sometimes it is better to just go ahead and put it out there in the open. That's just like me when at one point when I came to Atlanta, I was working at Atlanta City Hall as a policy analyst for a council for a councilwoman. Now, my okay. big decision was, which I had to talk with her was, well, you know, I know your sexuality. If you get in politics, you have to decide whether you're going to be closeted or whether you're going to be out. Because eventually, the things that you've done or you did, they will catch up with you. Now, you have to determine, are you going to make those things positive or are they going to come out negatively? Now, who's to say he knew what type of life he was living, so he decided before anybody used this against me, I'm just going to put it at the forefront. Mm-hmm. And that's but also, don't you that's think, Cameron, I do, I get that, but don't you think that's taken? That's kind of like it's kind of like playing with a double-edged sword, you know. Or, in other words, if this is one of those situations that can go really, really right, or it can go really, really wrong. So, it's, and it's as a like grown man, point, we decide we're we going to take that chance. But right. as a grown and man, I, we I decide are we going to take that chance. Okay, okay Brian, go ahead. What were you? I'm going to cut off, Brian again. I want to say that I start, I'm definitely like eye to eye with Cam on this one. And when Cam initially um, said spoke up and he said that you know or create you know talking about creating a movement, and then we just revisited about like you know is is it necessary and how far back we are? Mm-hmm. How far back do we need to stay if he doesn't come out now? If someone doesn't come out now, I mean it's going to happen eventually. At right. Time. There's going to be a gay athlete who's like. Yeah, I'm you know a gay NFL player because it's certainly already won in the NBA, and so it's again it's it's exactly to the point of well we're already behind so it's it's time to move forward. At some point. <laughs> yeah, it's time to move forward. And, well, it's kind of like for me. I'm sorry, but for me it's kind of like if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like you know. If he, I mean, he could have waited. Well, how could you? I oh, mean, my he, God. Okay, well, okay, well, Derek, 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 Derek. We're going to cut you off. Honey. Okay, slavery, slavery wasn't broke to them, but we, so we shouldn't have fixed that either, right? <laughs> I mean, you know what? This I'm just gonna, saying. You know what? This is going to be one of those. <laughs> this is going to be one of those <laughs> nights. But, but I do want to say he this before came we... out later, but mm-hmm. now... It's like it's it's just been seriously in all fairness, it's just been like a chain reaction. Well, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I would say this. You know, this is Micah. For those that don't know my voice, uh, I would say this. Uh, it is time for us to just live in our truth. As as I mean, it's 2014. Just live in your truth and be who you are. Why should anyone, you know, have to sacrifice who they truly are for the media, for this, for that? You know, so. For someone to come out and stand up and say, hey, I'm gay, you know, he's actually, you know, no NFL player has, has, has ever publicly admitted being gay while still in the league. He hasn't even made it yet. Um, I definitely think that he's going to get um, There's several former players that have come out after the fact. Um, but um, I think at the end of the day, you know, he, he's standing up for what he believes in. You know, he's doing his thing. And I think that what he does on the field, I think that's what's really going to matter. And if you if you guys even look, even I think it was earlier this week or maybe the end of last week, 
Jason Collins, who was the NBA player who came out last year, um, he signed a ten uh, was it a ten day deal with um, mm-hmm. the Brooklyn Nets or whatever. So I mean, you know, hey, I mean, it came. You know, it was ten months ago when he came out. He wasn't really with a team. He's with a team now. They're trying him out. So you know. Hey, uh, Michael Sam, uh, we just want to applaud you. Keep it moving. Keep it going. Thank you so much, Brian. But we definitely think uh, we know that you're going to be engaged in all the other topics as well. So with all of that said, (laughs) with all of that said, next topic, please. The next topic is um, friendship and loyalty. Um, With all that's going on these days, uh, many people have begun to take friendships and relationships more seriously than ever. Many people feel that when someone is a true friend, they shouldn't associate themselves with an individual that he or she doesn't get along with or has made enemies with at some point. Do you agree with this? Why or why not? So give us an example. I know I know what you're saying, but give us an example. Just as an example. So, for example, um, Nene and uh, Marlo on Real Housewives of Atlanta. They were friends, and uh, Nene doesn't like Kenya at this point, so she feels some type of way about Marlo becoming friends with Kenya. Okay. And then, and then okay, so I got the example. And so give, give us the uh, question one more, the, the last part of it. Do you agree with this? Why or why not? Okay. Who, who would like to take that? No. i like to chime in. Let Janelle, okay. Go ahead, Janelle. Okay. I feel like, I feel like okay, as far as friendship and loyalty goes, um, in a whole, I feel like there's a thin line, and there's a, um, a thin line meaning if you are dealing with somebody that your friend is not, you know, you know, if your friend that your friend is no longer friends with, there's a thin line of appropriateness. I feel like that you can still talk to and deal with a person, but if it if it comes down to them talking about your friend or anything negative upon your friend, then it's inappropriate for you to be in that situation. That's where your loyalty. Um, it's question because I wouldn't want to be around somebody who is bashing my friend or, you know, having anything inappropriate in reference, you know, in reference to my friend. So I do, I do agree. I do agree that um, you know there is. You have to pick a team. You have to pick a side. I mean, Bernard, did you say like? That they are ba- like the friend is bashing the other person. Is, is there any type of like bashing involved in this scenario, or is it just strictly because, say for instance, you and I are friends, um, and there's this other friend that you don't like, but I'm cool with them. Are you saying that is it a scenario like that where because I'm loyal to you and you are my friend? Um, you are my friend first, and I'm not supposed to deal with the frenemy, so to speak. Is that the angle that you're going, or is there some type of, like, disrespect going on? There, There is no connection between the third person as far as the friendship is concerned. This could be um, a coworker. I now have a problem with this coworker, so I don't want you to. I don't want you talking to him. While I feel like you shouldn't be in their company. You know what I'm saying? Like there are people who feel like that. That's loyalty. Like, oh, my friend don't like you. I'm not gonna talk to you either. Okay, well, let me go. Let me let me go. Let me let me go. Um, and that aspect, I'm so sorry. I have to disagree. I have to disagree because at the end of the day, we're all adults, and my loyalty is going to be to my uh, to my friend. Per I'll say person person one. 
My friend is my loyalty is always going to be to person one or friend one, but you're not going to tell me that just because you have issues with friend two that I'm supposed to have issues with friend two as well just because you do. Because that friend two may have done something God offered to you to make you not like him, but has done absolutely nothing to me. That's not my issue. That's kind of like you trying to, that's just like because you and I are friends, you're trying to tell me basically who I can and cannot be friends with, and that's not going to happen. Like, not, not with not with Derek. That, that just don't happen. Like, I be friend who I want to be friend, but my loyalty is always going to be to you first. But I will still, if I don't have no, if that person has not slighted me or gave me any reason to not like them, I'm sorry, the show is just going to go on. I'm sorry that you feel the way that you feel because I'm cool with this person, but we're just going to have to go ahead and just ride this out. Okay. Uh, Who else wants to comment? I would love to chime in with that one. Go ahead. I think, um, especially in this community, uh, I will feel like this. We are definitely all adult, point blank. Uh, we as a community need to stop doing the whole shade thing and, oh, don't be friends with this person, don't be friends hmm. with this person. Uh, the grown-up adult solution to the, uh, to the problem should be go and talk to the person, whether he's your friend or your enemy. Sit down with each other and talk the problem out. I mean, we see, you know, life is too short to be fighting over petty foolishness. And I guess I'm a North Carolina boy, so, you know. We, well, we I'm a South Carolina boy. Derek is a North Carolina boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Derek's from North Carolina. I'm from South Carolina. We country. <laughs> we talk things out. That's girl. a dope way to, um, to be about it, isn't it? Yeah. And that, that will be a problem solver to a lot of situations that's going on in today's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I mean, sometimes and, and, I, and, to, and to end that quote, the only friend I have is Jesus. Come on now, hello, hello. But no, no, I totally get that because I know you know earlier in my years, um, you know, it would always be that thing where you know I could, you know, I've always met, and we all, you know, that's how we network, that's how we meet people. We always meet someone through someone, okay. And just like really in the LGBTQ community, it's like I may be friends with Charles. And we've been friends for a long time. And then uh, Mike comes along, and then we really gel well or whatever. Well, now Charles and Mike then had it out or whatever. And now uh, Charles expects me to, like, stop talking with Mike, stop dealing with him, start going to the mall with him, start doing whatever, whatever. And I'm not going to stop because there's a friendship that has been built. I understand that you introduced us. Thank you. You know, that was cool. But now me and Mike have, a, have, a, have some type of relationship. You know, so y'all work y'all ish out, and if you can't work it out, then that's on you. But, you know, it depends on how, you know, it really depends on that relationship for me because if it's a solid relationship and friendship or whatever, I'm going to keep riding, and I'm just going to say, y'all, y'all work it out. You know, that's just that's my thing. Did anybody else have um, anything they want to add or <laughs> say to well, that? I do want to add to it. I agree. I mean, basically everyone already said everything. Uh, I certainly agree with what everyone said. Um, it really depends on how far that line is pushed. And, right. and if, again, if there was some sort of bashing involved, then you'd have to separate, at least for me. I've actually had to do that personally mm-hmm. um, and had to, like, separate myself from that person because you're not going to be, you know, talking about my best friend or whatever. But, again, just because you have an issue, that don't mean I do. But it also depends right. on how extensive it goes. Okay. All right, Bernard. Did you get Did you get everything that you needed? 
Yeah, like I, I basically uh, agree with a little bit of what everybody said. Like you said, I, you, you're not going to tell me who to talk to, period. So, you right. know, oh, you don't like them? You know, okay. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not. I'm definitely not going to be at their house at a big gathering or whatever, and you're not invited. I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not going to no outing exactly. picnic in the park, and you're not invited. I'm not doing that. Exactly. I'm not. You know, we can talk on the phone, whatever the case may be. We cool. I speak to you when I see you out. But if this is my friend, my best friend, or whatever, somebody mm-hmm. I was already close with, have mm-hmm. a built relationship with, then mm-hmm. I'm going to keep things with you um, at a limit. Mm-hmm. Um, my- okay. Yes. Uh, one thing I will say. <laughs> y'all, because, baby, y'all had just said, honey, Mike, I know what you had said in the hall, but I don't agree with you. And, uh, but we'll, one thing is about this. Mm-hmm. I would say to all the listeners out there, mm-hmm. I'll give them the whole excuse of you're, you're, you're going to stop being friends with this friend because they were talking to your date and all this stuff. If you want to be real honest with yourself and speaking in your own truth, Mm-hmm. Look back over the years at how many dates that you done stolen, and mm-hmm. I'm done. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. All right. Well, well, I kind of want to comment on that because you opened up a can of worms right there. Uh, okay, Cam, we'll let, let, we'll let, we'll, we'll let you open. Go ahead, Cam. We'll let you open it, and then I'm going to close it. Go ahead. Well, what I'm going to say is, to me, I feel like that's a major problem in this industry. People fall, yeah. with each, fall out with each other over dates. Wow. Not not the, not the industry, the community, one, Cameron. Go ahead. Not 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 the industry, the community. You said industry. Well, in the community, okay, yeah, in okay. the community, in the community uh-huh. as a whole, people have a tendency to fall out with each other over dates. Mm-hmm. I've never been the type to get mad over somebody about another guy, because number one, uh, how can you blame that other person? who probably don't even know about you and the other guy, is I feel like everything should be more direct. And number one, if we were true friends to begin with, we would never follow it over, dude, because we already had line drawings in the sand hey, on what to do, what not to do. Yeah. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So number one, if you were truly friends to begin with, then you would have never got to that point. Right. Number two, if you are not friends, that's even more of a reason not to be falling out over a guy in the first place. If you're not, as my mom like to say, if you're not my good girlfriend or my good Judy, we don't have no loyalties to each other like that. And how could you expect someone who's only associated by nature or associated through a friend of a friend mm-hmm. to be loyal mm-hmm. to you? That's mm-hmm. been unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And then people have the audacity to actually catch attitudes over people who have no loyalties to them to begin with. Okay, I'm going to stop right there, though. <laughs> oh, <bro. laughs> That was a lot. You, you, you did say a lot, and I'm sure all of us was just really into the phone, like, go ahead, keep keep talking, keep talking. Right. <laughs> but no, but, uh, I want to hear, hear more. Okay. But no, thank you thank you so very much, um, Bernard, for that. Um and of course, you know, we may have to revisit that later on. Uh Derek, it's it's, it's your time, I believe. Well I was, I was supposed to say next topic, please, but I was looking at your name, so go ahead. Okay. Um, well my well my issue, the topic that I kinda wanted to bring to the table, um, it kinda ties a little into um what Bernard was just was just talking about, but I want to go to this whole reality TV situation. Um, anybody who follows me, like, on Facebook or any social media know that I'm, like, really big on social, on social I mean, not um, social media, but um, reality TV. I, lo- I mean, I just 
live and breathe reality TV for some reason. But I'm kind of like at a point now where it's just really getting disgusting and it rises the question of just how much of it is real. Now, does anybody, listeners or, you know, the panel, does anybody, are, is anybody familiar with the show Being Mary Jane on BG? Anybody? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, last night, actually, and this came to me last night while I was watching because it was a, it was a season finale, um, and we're talking about BT, which is a, you know, a black network, you know, black entertainment television, which is supposed to gear um, and cater towards, you know, the African-American community or culture, rather, and also be positive, you know, provide shows that are positive and, you know, mm-hmm. and uplifting towards our community. Right. Now, I have a problem with this particular sh- with this particular show um, on the season finale because you have a prominent black actress, which is Gabrielle Union, um, for those that don't know, who actually plays the lead role in this particular show. And she's family is a bit, I guess you can say, for lack of a better term, it's a bit like dysfunctional. Um, for instance, she's a talk, uh, a talk show, a news anchor, um, talk, talk show host. Um, she has a bro- one of her brothers is a drug dealer. The other one is a drug user, should I say. Um, you know, her mother is, you know, is really is sickly, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, she has cancer. And she has a niece. Now, the way the problem that I have and the question that I have for you guys is exactly how do you feel, how do you guys feel that reality TV is portraying our culture? You know, do you feel that it's portraying us in a, in a positive light or a negative light? Because I know myself personally, some of the things that I watch and I see on these shows is just not anything that carries on in my day-to-day life or anyone that I know. Thereof, and I'll just give you just a, an example um, of like the what, where I'm coming, where I'm going with this. Is mind you, I did say earlier that this show is on a black-owned network, and this is a totally, you know, what I'm saying for the most part, it's predominantly like an African American slash Latino joke cast on this show. Now you have Vivica, Fo- I mean not Vivica Fox, I'm sorry, Gabrielle Union, which is sleeping with a married man, um, which of course is something that is wrong. And we, you know, for those of us, many of us who grow up with certain values and beliefs and things, that's that's just wrong. Like that's wrong from every aspect. It, it's wrong. Oh. Then you have her. Then you have her niece who is pregnant, who get who purposely gets pregnant by a Filipino guy because she doesn't want her baby to be 100% black due to the fact that if her by her getting pregnant by this Filipino guy, that will cause her baby, her unborn child, to be mixed, and that child would have a better chance in life because of the child's race or ethnicity, should I say. Then... The mother, who I said that, who I stated earlier, is sick, you know, with cancer, and her two sons. One of her sons is a drug addict, and the other one is a drug dealer. So he gets his, you know, he thinks that he's helping his mom, and he has her doing marijuana. In the- so, so here's, here's my question to you, um, Derek. What? Because I do want to, I want to say something um, to this. So, what? Is, what's your question? 
and then I'm going to give you my response, and then I'll let anybody else respond. So my question is, my question is, how do you, what are you guys, what are you guys thoughts as far as the way that we, I understand that you, we are not cast members on the show, but we mm-hmm. are a part of this same culture. We're, okay. you know, we're part of this African American culture. So how is it? How do you feel about the way that we, as a culture, is being portrayed mm-hmm. on these mm-hmm. shows? You know, on mm-hmm. these shows that we watch on TV every day, they're supposed to, or I'll say allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, Depicting depicting us in such a positive way, like okay. I'll say because I, say, I, I oh, know yeah. that, and I'll, I'll say this, um, and then anybody else can respond. Um, first off, um, you said that Mary, being Mary Jane, you, you said reality, but being Mary Jane is not a reality show. It's more of a series, a BT series. Um, so I want to clarify that for anyone that doesn't know, it's not a reality. It is um, a, a, a series on BT. Secondly, when it comes down to being Mary Jane, Mary is a part of the African-American community, whether we know it or not or whether we choose to accept it. So all of her issues, everything that um, Mary Jane encompasses, everything that she takes on, she has a family. She has to worry about she, She's supporting her family, you know, her dad, you know, I mean, all, all that stuff. She, she has a dysfunctional family. So how many people in the African-American community, and I wouldn't even say African, how many people in the, in, in the world, in the United States, black, white, uh, Mexican, whatever, have dysfunctional families. A lot of us have them, you know, whether we choose to accept them or not. Okay, so so that's one. Now, uh, do I feel as though, you know, they're not really um, portraying the community or portraying us in a positive light? Um, with everything that we go through, we have trials, we have tribulations, and at the, at the end of the day, we have a triumph. We, we um, in one day in time, we will get over, and we will become better people because of it. So, you know, because of this particular episode or this particular show, I have watched it here and there or whatever. It doesn't really grab my attention that much, but I did watch, like, the first three episodes or whatever. Um, I just think that whatever she's going through, people are adapting to it. People like it because they can relate, no matter if they were the, the girl on the side, no matter if they were the girl who just, wanted a, a, a baby with uh, long hair and, you know, pretty eyes, and this, so she went to the, the Mexican or the, the Caucasian male or whatever the case may be. Whatever that is, we all can relate. And so I think that I'm more than sure that BET um, in the next um, particular season, I'm sure they'll have it, you know, we'll be able to see more of those triumphs that, with everything that comes a trial, that comes a tribulation. So I don't feel as though it's, it's – um, displaying the black community in a positive, in a, in a negative way, um, and not necessarily positive, not even in a maybe a positive way. It's just portraying what it is. It's portraying truth, and people want to see truth. People don't want to see fake reality, and that's what we see on the housewives and all this kind of stuff. So I think people are adapting to it because it is a part of their lives, or they can relate some way because of, you know, maybe a family member, a girlfriend, guy from whatever is going through the same thing. So that's my response. Anybody else? I want to say this is Bernard. Um, there is a difference because you start out, you started out with reality, and then you went to Mary Jane, which is too different. But I'm a, I'm gonna respond on both of them. But reality TV. Reality, as far as reality TV is concerned, yes, it's like totally getting out of hand. Like, you know, at some point you got to be like, these people don't live like this. Like, this is not real. Okay, mm-hmm. we're getting that at this point. So, um, with that being said, it's just like. It's, it's simply entertainment. Um, and, you know, with the show Being Mary Jane, I watch it, but, again, it's entertainment. So I don't take it for no more than what it is. Now, on television and 
all of these African-American shows and how they relate and portray our culture, um, I want to say we just have to stop taking stuff so personally. Mm-hmm. It may not be your story, but somewhere but, it's somebody's story. Somebody exactly. has gone through it. Somebody has lived it. Somebody has a friend who has been through this particular situation. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of all of it. So, I mean, I don't particularly take it personally because they're not – on there to show us how we are, but somebody, these stories come from somebody's story. Every writer, every producer, every director, their image is from something they've either seen or heard of. Well, in, a, in response to that, like, I personally, I get that, like, I do, but what I'm saying in regards to it, uh, in regards to it all, don't, when when these writers, because I'm sure, just like for instance with this particular show, like the writers, there's two writers for this show actually. There's what um what there it's a male and a female. They did a candid, they did a very candid interview prior to um well after the first the very first episode to give us all like a little backdrop or you know what I'm saying let us all into what the purpose and things was for the show. My whole thing, what my problem lies at is don't come on, don't come on here as writers and things and try to um, to gain to try to gain my attention. You lay this out on the table and paint this picture, very beautiful and alluring. Like you know, like this is supposed to be just like so clean and you know and just cool and you know what I'm saying. It's so positive. But then, when, as I watch it, I'm seeing things that I'm seeing. That I'm seeing things within this very show <clears throat> and in each and every episode that we, as a culture, is stereotyped for on a day-to-day basis. Like there are actually people like, and I'm sure everybody on this phone can agree that we are like we are stereotyped like this every day. Whether it's being married, the things that happen on being Mary Jane, whether it's Nene and the girls acting a plump idiot on the Housewives, you know they think when they think of us, that's why we can't. Why we, I feel like that's why we are as as a community we are at such a standstill because we get the way what they what they view what they give us a look at on TV is. Uh, well, at the, at, the, at the same token, at the same token, there, at the same token, if if you were to, uh, okay, I get it, I, I totally, I get everything you're saying, okay, but if you were to put on something on BET, and they have a lot of, if you if you ever watch BET on Sundays, mm-hmm. they have a lot of inspirational things, they have a lot of things that are very positive, but ask them how many people are viewing it, okay, it, it, it just like Bernard said, it comes down to entertainment. And if they had all the but all Micah, the fluff and the fairy tales and my, all of that, nobody's gonna watch it. Go ahead. But who everything is about a supply and demand and it's like exactly. we have to get behind those positive shows. I kinda straddle the fence, I understand what Greeley said and I understand what uh Derek is saying. Uh-huh. And in my point of view, I wanna I want y'all to examine something for me. Let's look at I work at a college. Just a professor. Kids who look at these reality TV shows and they want to be grand, they want to be rich, they want to be all of this, but they mm-hmm. come in my office and ask me, what is a money order or how to write a check? And I'm mm. like, what? You, what, what? What do you mean you don't know how to write a check? Exactly. What do you mean you don't know how to write in cursive? What do you mean you exactly. don't know what a money order is? Exactly. And let's examine the shows that we used to watch when we were coming up, like The Family exactly. Matters, Family Matters, exactly. A Different World, The Cosby Show. These shows actually, believe it or not, they raised us up in a sense. 
Because mm-hmm. we dedicate a lot of our time as children to being entertained by this. And what we're entertained by is what sometimes we aspire to be. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like that's why I shut the fence on. These shows do make a difference in the way our kids are coming up these days in the future that exactly. we are holding and the standards that we are holding ourselves to. However... I look on the opposite, opposite side of <laughs> ratings and all that, too, because there was a day when they did not advertise fights on TV, when you couldn't cuss on TV, when you couldn't uh-huh. get sexually explicit on TV. But now Me? these things are happening. But if we kind of pull together in a form to kind of renounce these things or denounce these things, then I think it could get some some sort of sanity back into what we watch and what appears on TV. Okay, so, Cam, uh-huh. do you want to say, do you want to start that movement? Oh no! I ain't no, that no. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my intake. Uh, I don't watch. I don't watch uh, Real Housewives yeah. of Marriage. I'll be watching Dance Moms. Okay, go ahead, oh, Greeley, wow. and then we're gonna close it. Greeley, go ahead, and then we're gonna close it. My 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 whole um, topic as far as that is, you 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 watch and you want you want to be like. If you watch foolishness, that's how your life is gonna end up the foolishness. Uh, as far as our youngin, not greedy. Need to turn off the TV not and critique your own life. Not greedy, not greedy. Now I may hey. watch fashion TV, okay, every now and again. I'm, a, I'm the type of person where I, I don't watch, um, I don't watch a lot of these shows. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't because... have any guilty. <laughs> so what are you watching? Are you trying to say that you just watch? I mean, so so when you turn no, I do. I mean, I do watch my watch, CNN watch and I do. Huh? You just watch the news and CNN and MSNBC <laughs> no, and no, all no, of that. No, 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 I have. No, I will. I I have watched um the one that comes on Sunday night, uh, Housewives of Atlanta. No, I have okay. watched it. And I have the ratchet thing on TV. Go ahead. No, right. no, because I mean at this but, but, point. But the shows that you watch, like, like, you at like this point, stuff. no, at this point, everybody's getting on this whole Nene thing, and I went mm-hmm. back and reviewed my notes and reviewed the show that Erwan was referring to. Mm-hmm. I think she did superb as she did not fight in front of her child because that mm-hmm. is a right. grown up thing to do. Y'all mm-hmm. need to take what from these shows, what is positive, and then delete from y'all mental thoughts what is negative. Because mm-hmm. if y'all don't, if y'all look at the stereotypes, y'all can delete them by y'all own actions. Mm-hmm. Y'all, everyone was going in on Nene and everyone's going in on Nene, but mm-hmm. everybody's not looking at the whole story. And, and and that goes to the editing process in reality TV and a lot of things exactly. we did not see. And had and and had I not, you know, for for the people that followed me, you know, would have never known what need because Mimi posts, you know, every Monday she posts to, to the Bravo uh, blog or whatever. She says, you know, she speaks, you know, her version of the truth or whatever. But a lot of those things would not have to come out if Nene did not say what she, she she did. So we really couldn't, and I'm not saying, I'm just saying that in general speaking, we couldn't really take anything positive really from that because we did not see, we didn't even see Brent, you know, but Portia, exactly. talked, but Portia talked about it um, at, on the Watch What Happens Live, which came on at 11 o'clock that right. night. And, and, you know, so she made light of it. And then Nene also, you know, of course, talked about it the very next day. So, you know, it's kind of hard to kind of, with reality TV, they're going to show what they're going to show. Um, and, I'll, I'll, you know, it's off a rating. So, I mean, just govern yourself accordingly. And with that said, this um, topic is closed. Um, next topic, please. Oh, no, I was getting ready to say so. Okay. okay. Who, who was that, Brian? 
Yeah, Brian. Okay, Brian, go ahead. We'll, we'll let you go ahead and get one in. Go ahead, go ahead. No, all I was going to say was that because it was talking about uh, a lot of it's just sensationalized for TV, and it's, I mean, taking, like, looking at the housewives, and you were talking about stereotypes. Well, I'm not black, but my life is definitely not like the Orange County, New York City, or Beverly Hills. I'm driving mm-hmm. my Deep Liberty with a crack in the windshield. So it's like it's not. <laughs> My life exactly. Ain't like, my life ain't like that either, and they're fighting just as nasty as the Atlanta ones. I watch, mm. I watch the majority of the cities just for entertainment purposes, knowing that I'm not going to get the truth. It's on the editing, editing floor. Right. Entertainment. Most definitely. All right. Thank you, Brian. Okay, next topic, please. Well, with all of this talk about morality and relationships and – with gay marriage being legalized in our in each state, you know, more rapidly now, how do you guys feel about like people? Okay, okay. Bottom line, people aspiring to be married now, in retrospect to how people aspired to be married years years ago, like now that in in many states they have freedom for gay marriage, that gay marriage has been legalized. Why aren't people aspiring to be married instead of, you know, just dating and having a good time? Okay. Well, what, where, do you, where are you getting, I mean, because I, I think the total opposite. I think a lot of people are now aspiring to be married within the um, the gay community. I, you know, I spoke on it a couple of episodes ago that I think, you know, at one point people were getting kind of ridiculous with it because I don't think they knew what the true meaning was. All they knew mm-hmm. I can now get married to a man. And now I want to do it. And then, of course, I've seen people get engaged, and now they're not engaged anymore, or I've seen people get married, and two years later they're divorced. So, I mean, I, I think it's... Okay, but well, my, my thing is this, like, though, how is that any different? How is that any different from what goes on in the hell? Brian Vasquez has left the conference. The, the, to be honest, that's a statement mm-hmm. that bothers me, because I, I hear... I Wait, which statement? Which from, statement? Because... Which statement, Cameron? When I hear a lot of people who are saying, oh, they don't know what it means, they don't do this, but Mm -hmm. I feel like who are we to dictate somebody else's relationship? Mm -hmm. If if they feel that way, I'm not going to judge them. Whatever, you do your thing. You get married. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What bothers me even more is when I hear I don't think people has arrived. And so, so, um, like, like I said, it's wrong to have sex with a married man in retro you know, in reference to the being with Mary Jane. But nobody mm-hmm. in the gay community well I can't say nobody, but a lot of people I I know the people that are around me and that I witness date and, you know, date Mr. Right now instead of Mr. Right. You know, they're not as exactly. to be married and, you know, be in a unit where that is your partner. So there's no miscommunication when it comes to somebody else trying to pursue the person that you're married to and not the person that you're dealing with? Uh, it's, it's, with me, it's not more so a dictating their relationship, but in this community, we know we're, we're trying to save you a lot of money on the wedding and the whole uh, getting married year because we know it's foolishness. I mean, half of the relationships are just getting married because of the insurance and the benefit, mm-hmm. and that's what Okay, so um, I would be looking at you like this. If I'm engaged, about to be getting married, and you're single sitting over there telling me not to get married and I should save my money, like, 
how how does that go hand in hand? You're saying oh, I'm to me, sing, but I'm saying, no, 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 I'm single over there telling you that I know your personal life and I know your relationship history and I know you about to walk into a foolishness situation. See, so, see, those are the conversations that, 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 that I would have with you. My point. My point is what is what is wrong with that, even if it is a mistake. That is no different from a same mistake that heterosexual couples make every single day. Every day. Janet Jackson but, just got married last year and is already getting divorced too. More than that, this bit, happens I'm, on the daily. So what's wrong with homosexual couples making that same mistake? Allow them to make that mistake. No, I'm not going to sit there as a friend and allow you to make a mistake. I know that's going to be a mistake. I'm not gonna sit here and let you jump in traffic when I know you're gonna hit get hit by a car. Mm-hmm. That's just so. See me, I'll be well. Me personally, I would be that friend to tell you that you know I understand, but it's not your business. Um, and like everyone else says, <laughs> that you know, it's we have to allow people to make their you know to make their mistakes. I mean, I do have my reservations when it comes to you know I watch a lot of you know the posts and things, people jumping up, you know, getting married. Um, for some people, yes, I do feel like they are, you know, they're kind of doing it just because they can now. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But for the, but for others, you know, what I'm saying like myself mm-hmm. who do who do plan on doing that and and taking that mm-hmm. step. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know why I want to do it. it. It's funny that this topic came up because I was actually talking to a friend of mine who is actually going forth with, you know, getting married to his partner and things of that nature. And I had wrote the question of, like, why is it that, why why is it really that you want to get married? And it just kind of blew me away because you want to take a step like that, such as a serious commitment, but you can't even supply me with a sufficient enough reason as to why and Mm -hmm. so why you want to do it it's just that okay well everybody's doing it like i like i'm with him like i love him okay well you can still love him just being his boyfriend but why is it i say again why is it do you want to get married so i just feel like i feel like there are you know there are queens out there that's just doing it just because they can quick quick question i think this this community period as a whole not everybody but the community itself there's a whole lot of monkey see, monkey do going on. So um, right. if the, well, if the next thing, that's, that's okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. We need everybody. We need um, one person talking at a time. Well, of course, uh, the board that is. But right now, specifically, we're talking about gay marriage. But mm-hmm. it's a whole lot of monkey see, monkey do. And whatever the next popular thing is, that's what the next person wants to do. You know what I'm saying? Like if if the 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 popping thing to be like let's say in pageantry MBU then everybody wants to do that thing now once gay marriage is across the board legal and it's the thing to do and everybody's getting married then you have people hopping in and out of relationships trying to make sure they hurry up and get that person so they could give their marriage and their big wedding and outdo the next person so I mean you and, and, and that's, that's all that I'm saying thing. Bernard that's all that I'm saying that's all that I'm saying. <laughs> Go ahead, Janelle. You got just but, good you know, Like you're gonna have the people who literally want to get married and who are in love, who deserve the right to be married, and then you're mm-hmm. gonna have people who abuse it just to show off and showcase everything that they didn't win and stun it for at the wedding. So I mean, it's 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 just the way it is. It's life. Heterosexual right. communities are the same. They, they, I know people been married four or five times. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's life. It's not just in the gay community. Mm-hmm. Janelle, go ahead. Okay, I, right. I, I want everybody. everybody hold on, hold on, Cameron, Cameron, hold on, Cameron, 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 Cameron. Hold on for me because Janelle has I'm been not. trying to speak for a minute. So go ahead, Janelle. 
Oh, go ahead. Quick question. I just want to know, do you guys think that um, with gay marriage being legal, being legal, does it change the nature of dating? Like, um, do you think- Yes, absolutely. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Let her finish. Go ahead, Janelle. <laughs> no, no, no. That was the question. I was going to give an example, but that's the question. Okay. I would absolutely. love to give an example, but go ahead. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I feel like it changes the nature of dating because your dates are more, um, not to say serious, but if you're aspiring to be married and you want to meet a lifelong partner, then mm-hmm. your dating, you know, would be a little more selective than it would be looking for somebody. Oh, most definitely. We all know that that's not the way that it goes. You know, these kids get out here, they meet a boy, they like them. They want to get married. The boy wants to get married, and then next year they're married. I mean, it's just—I mean, it's just everything is just like like microwave, like microwavable. But with the way of evolution, everything it is. Everything like, has a starting like, point, though. Everything well, has well, to start starting from somewhere. What, the starting point start? is by legalizing legalizing gay marriage. Therefore, you actually have the option to become a life partner with someone, as opposed to not even having that option on the table, which is why people probably didn't take dating serious to begin with. Exactly. But now that it is actually exactly. on the table, you have other options to consider as far as the decisions you make concerning the rest of your life. Definitely. Now, what I want to ask you guys and put a spin on the question is, I know for one, I'm always confused when I meet somebody and I ask them, would you ever marry a, a guy? And they say no. I say, why? They say, it's because, my, it's, against, it's because it's against my religion. And then I'm like, well, in gay well, being you, against your religion too? So what are you doing? I was about to say. I was about to say, you sucking dick and getting fucked in your ass is against our oh. it, don't, it, defies, it defies the laws of gravity too. So, you know, I, you know, know what, the girl, I, the girl, the girl, like that. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Like the girls know better than to come and ask me some stuff like that because I'm probably just gonna hurl off some things to you, and you just not even gonna want to even talk to me no more because uh, uh, I can't. I, but I, you're I, okay. I, I've come across a lot of people who believe that they they won't they would not marry a guy support gay marriage, but they it's against their religion, but they're gay. And then I'm like, so you're willfully committing a sin, right? If that's what you well believe, well, Cameron. I but think if that's what honestly, you believe well, in. So Cameron, Cameron, I'm if I can speak, if I can speak, um, Cameron, um, I'm not gonna say I was necessarily one of those people, but again, this is something that you know I spoke about, you know, earlier on. If anybody ever listened to the show, I'm sure Derek probably had. But you know, at one mm-hmm. point, even when me and Derek met, um, during that time, you know, I was gay, you know, and I was in the scene or whatever, but I was not really sold on gay marriage, me marrying a male. And that only, it wasn't that, I I never really said, Cameron, to people, oh, it's against my religion. But for me, and I think that may be their cover-up, but for me, it was more about my family at the time because I come from a, you know, country town, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, you know, and I'm around all, I mean, I'm talking about men, men, you know, and they, you know, all I've ever seen was men get married to, you know, uh, women and, and, and vice versa, and I'm really kind of like one of the only only few in my community that were that was you know gay or whatever the case may be. So for me, I looked at it like I want to make my mom proud, I want to have kids, and I want to do that. I was doing those things all for the wrong reasons, you know. But it, it's not until I became a man, you know, that I realized and I really analyzed what gay marriage is, what I can get from it, you know. And at the end of the day, I deserve to be happy no matter who I'm dating, no matter if it's a woman 
or a man, and eventually, if marriage is something that I that I seek, eventually, I should have the right to marry whoever that person may be. So I just think that some people may cover it up and say that it may be religion or whatever case may be, but it it has a lot to do with family. It has a lot to to do with they care so much and they love so much that it, they don't want to be of an embarrassment to their family. You see what I'm saying? But then Michael, that means you I have to deal with can Go I say something to Cam? Um, Cam, you know, for, just moving forward, when you get the, when you encounter those individuals that come to you and you know and and say that foolishness to you, what, I just want you to just go ahead and just send up a word, a, a prayer for them because they are doing some nice young man a great service, a favor actually by not getting married because they, by them saying that stupid shit. That just shows. But, but Derek, again, I don't really consider that stupid shit. I mean, this is something personal for me, you know, so I kind of take offense to that. Um, it's really it's, it's really not stupid. Everybody comes into, into uh, being gay or whatever in their own way, in their own form. So you never know, you never really know anyone's history until, until they actually become vocal about that. So I would never, if someone says, you know, it's because of my religion or whatever the case may be, eventually, hopefully, baby, you will find yourself. You see what I'm saying? I can speak to that because I was in that situation. Somebody that wasn't in that situation may not be able to speak to that. You know, so I would never. But I wasn't. Right. Well, I, it, that's evident <laughs> because of your response. You know what I'm saying? But, well, I'm, 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 but no, I'm just saying, you know, that we have listeners and that, mean, would, that would be listening to this. So, again, yes, they're gay, this and the other. At that point, they're just not comfortable. And they may never be comfortable. Who's to say? Hopefully they will be. Um, and with that said, I'm closing the damn topic. Um, I'm going to go on to uh, <laughs> the next topic, please. Okay, I'm sorry. Is that me? <laughs> yes, that's Cam Gray. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Now, this <laughs> this topic is um, kind of something that I kind of take to heart, and I take it really seriously. So, mm-hmm. as we know, if you all don't know, Marissa Alexander, she's the woman down in Florida who was sentenced to a mandatory 20 years in prison for firing a warning shot at her abusive husband. She got 20 years for that, right? And Mm -hmm. her her defense attorney tried to to use the the stand-your-ground law, but the jury decided in 12 minutes that she was guilty. However, as we know, we've had two recent cases, the case of Trayvon Martin, and Jordan Davis, where Micah Dunn and George Zimmerman both were basically acquitted of their murder charges, saying that they were standing their ground. Now, is everyone familiar with those cases? Yes. And could you yes. would you like to uh, tell people what okay, you're saying? Okay, so my question, <laughs> Hold on, my Cam. question is Cam, this. Cam, would you like huh? to tell everybody what the Stand Your Ground Law is? Okay, basically the stand your ground law, meaning when you come in direct uh, conflict or confrontation with someone, you mm-hmm. don't have a uh, you don't have a duty to retreat, meaning mm-hmm. you can stay there and face force with force or deadly force with force. Mm-hmm. That's that's part of the issue because you're you don't have to retreat or remove yourself from confrontation. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this is why it's controversial. Which Michael Dunn was acquitted for Jordan Davis, and we call it the loud music case because right. the kids pulled up. He was playing, they were playing loud music in their car. Michael Dunn decided to confront the teenagers in their car. Then all of a sudden he said he saw a gun, so he got his gun out, fired 10 times, 10 to 12 shots off in their car. 
He mm-hmm. ended up killing Jarlene Davis, which they never found a gun or anything, but he mm-hmm. ended up acquit- getting acquitted or it was declared a mistrial for that particular charge. However, he was charged attempted murder for the four other individ- three other individuals that were in the car. And, of course, we're all familiar with George Zimmerman. Now, my question is this. Do you mean to tell me that my black is that scary? And what I mean by my black is that scary is that I'm a black man. I cannot walk down the street in an unfamiliar neighborhood with a hoodie on without being unbothered or threatened, threatening. Or that I can pull up in a gas station playing loud music and you feel threatened for your life because I'm a black guy playing loud music. So you feel threatened enough to kill me. Is my black that scary to you? How does that make sense? I think it, this is this is Bernard speaking. Um, I, I I do want to say um, I pride myself on being compassionate about all situations. Like I I like to look at things from both sides of the fence or whatever. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I want to say that your black being Cam. Sam Campbell is black. May not be that uh, threatening or defensive, but mm-hmm. uh, we have several, several ignorant black men walking around these streets who does things like that. Like we cannot ignore that. There are men who attack people or whatever. Just like we see all these videos on. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, or whatever with this game they play where they pass by people and just knock them out for no apparent reason. I mean, there are people that do these things, so you can't just block out the fact that these things happen for the sake that these particular cases may not have been the case. Okay, now, I don't so agree I with it totally, but I just don't want, I don't, I don't want people to forget that this, these things do happen. We don't just not see it at all. They do happen. It just so happened that these particular cases that we're speaking of may not have been the case. And you just hit the nail on the head when you said, I don't want you to forget, because I don't want you to forget either that it was my people who was kidnapped from their country, brought here, and enslaved. It was my people who were killed just for looking at a white woman with the wrong eye. It was my people who were killed if you didn't say yes, sir, and no, ma'am. And it's me being killed now just for wearing a hoodie going down the street just walking. So uh, who am I to, who, who's to say that I'm not scared of your white? Cam, who's not uh, to say that when a white guy raised their voice at me, oh, I can't feel intimidated? When do we get to be given the benefit of a doubt? Is what uh, I'm trying to say. Well, I mean, I don't. I'm not going to be the one like the white person talking for all white people. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel like I should chime in on this. Yes, go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Please do, please do, Brian. <laughs> I mean, Cam, I certainly get what you're saying. However, I definitely, I certainly feel like this is, you know, the extreme end of the spectrum, and there are a lot of people, such as myself. Who are, your black is not scary. Your black is welcoming. Your black is friendly. Your it has nothing to do with your skin color. Unfortunately, there absolutely is that is still out there in the world, without a doubt. And on the flip side, when you said should I be scared that you're white, that is out there in the world. So it's like it's it. it I don't know. Well, who's giving who, who's in prison more? Who's giving more of the benefit of a doubt though? Absolutely. Who's giving more of the benefit of the doubt? Because in both of, in the both of those trials, the people who were put on trial were the people who were, were dead. 
Not the person who did oh, the kill. Oh, right, right. It was the people right. who and were I, dead. I, I agree. No I one discussed. I agree with you on No that. one discussed that they had good way. character. No one discussed that this kid was an A on a row student. No one discussed right. any of these things. It was just the fact that, oh, he played loud music. Oh, I thought I, I thought I saw him pull out a gun, which no gun was never found, so I shot him. Right. When did and he I don't, get to be given the benefit of a doubt? And I don't personally agree with the way those piles went down either. So mm-hmm. it's, like, it's, un- it's unfortunate the way our history in the country was developed and the way it happened. I mean, it could have been any race and then vice versa situation. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's the way our history of our country was founded. I'm not saying it's right. I've had this conversation with multiple friends, multiple black friends, Asian mm-hmm. friends, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like, I mean, I don't, you think I like feeling that way? Absolutely not. Right. Um, I think we get right, and I even yeah. push it a step further. Recently, when I was getting my tires changed last week, I was I woke up that morning and I went into the store with like a hoodie on, some basketball shorts, some basketball pants. It was early in the morning. I had just woke up. I was taking my cars to get my um, tires to get changed. So I walked in the store. The older white gentleman he completely ignores me, serves two people who I was there before, and looked at me and walked out the door and just did not come back. Somebody mm-hmm. else had to help me. So I left my car. I went home and I got dressed for work. For most of you don't know, I work at a university. So I came back, of course, I'm more dapper. I'm in slacks, dressed down, really nice looking. And time I walk in, he says, hey, sir, how can I help you? The same person who ignored me. So I right. said, oh, it's me. I'm here to pick up my car. I left my car here. And he was, I was I have the black truck. This man said to me, oh, my God, you look different. You were in disguise this morning, huh? I'm like, what, what, what? So hmm, now that I should. look a certain part, I'm less, I, I, I deserve to be served by you now. Now, okay, now I'm certainly, this is not being, okay, I get, I get what you're saying, where you're going with this, absolutely, but so we, it, it's 100% for sure he just skipped over you because you didn't look the part. Or is that the way? No, you this man looked at this man looked in my face twice. I was the first person okay. in the store that morning. It was an older white lady who came in after me. It was another young black woman who came in after me. He looked up and said, "Who's next?" Both of them said he was here first. He looked at me, then went back to the old white woman. When he got through with her, he went back to the black girl. Then he came back and put some papers down while I was still standing there. Looked at me and walked back out the door. Well, I would have took my picture somewhere else. We see see every day that that, that stereotyping, it exists, like, and racism exists, but you can't just go and criticize everybody of a certain culture or of a certain community because of that one thing. Like, uh, I'm not sure where you're from, Cam, or whatever, but, like, like, I can, shit. People, like, everybody kept saying, just because you see a, a black man, shit, where I'm from, hell yeah, I would cross the street if I see somebody black walking down the street with a hoodie. Hell yes. Hell, hell yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, they just ignorant these days. You don't know what people, and it could be somebody white, you know what I'm saying? But 
you it, 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 you have to deal with everything in a case by case basis. You can't strip everything to okay. The, the the Caucasian people are black against white. We're not going to do that. We're going to say this particular person and this black man, and that's what happened within that situation. We can't put everybody together because there are Caucasian people who damn they're more black than me, and there are black people who act more like white. Because I'm one of the people. I don't really care for the ignorance of our black culture, but that is what we are. So, I mean, you got to take the bad with, with the good, like I said earlier, but you can't deal with everything um, as a whole. You have to deal with those situations on an individual basis. And, Cam, and I don't think you're contradicting yourself. You don't think you're contradicting yourself because you just said the reason why they thought like that about those two youngsters was because of stereotypes of how we blacks typically act. So they just those people accordingly. So it's okay for them to just those two accordingly, but we can't. Hell yes, yeah. it's like. okay to judge them accordingly, but it ain't okay for you to just start shooting at people either. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I get it, but then it, that does not that does not justify his particular actions in that situation. Like I said, within the the cross the street situation. Like if I seen a situation that I felt like. Would, would, would not be so welcoming, of course I would avoid it. But I'm not about to go say, oh, hell no, they look like they're going to cause trouble. Let me go ahead and kill them before they get me. You know what I'm saying? So if you – I don't know where this happened. Like, we don't know where this happened that nobody knows the full extent of these stories. So we have to take what was presented in court. I don't believe that, that in, those two, in those particular situations – it actually went the way it was because all of the stories wasn't told. But, again, we cannot deal with America or different cultures as a whole because of these particular person's actions. We can't deal with Caucasian people because of Judge George Zimmerman, the shit he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't do at that. The, at the end of the day, um, I have some things, and I'm going to clo- I'm gonna close. Sorry, i got to close because I want Greeley to talk. Um, but I, I want to say this. I want to say this. Um, Cameron, first, I want to refer you to uh, when you, once you have a chance. I want you to go to Blog Talk Radio, which is the, the you know the website that we're on now, um, and just listen when you get the chance. It's a two-hour segment. You can kind of bypass it, you know, bypass certain information. But um, Rolanda Watts, who used to actually have a talk show, um, and, you know, she now has a Blog Talk Radio show as well. She had two men, two white men, who were on the show. And um, one of them actually has a biracial. He married a black woman. They talked about the Stanger Brown Law. They talked about the Zimmerman trial. They talked about the Dunn trial. I think that you should really, really listen to it because they brought up a lot of good points. I can't really pinpoint everything they did. But at the end of the day, I just feel personally when it comes down to Dunn and Zimmerman, Dunn should have, if he heard the music, just keep listening to it. Turn your damn music up and wait for your girlfriend or whatever to get out of the store and go about your merry way. Zimmerman, when they told your ass not to get out of the car, you should have never got out of the car. If those things would have not happened, I mean, if you would, if they would have, you know, did mind their damn business, they would have, you know, we would have been in, a, in I guess, a, a better state or whatever, or we wouldn't have had those happen. But in the same token, life happens, things happen for for whatever reasons, and hopefully something good comes out of the bad uh, of what happened. But I totally get everything that you guys say. Uh, I think there's like twenty, there's twenty twenty from our states that actually have the Daniel Brown. Law, I really don't, you know, I'm in 22, 24, something like that. But one thing that they did say, like, a lot of people in Florida, they're just automatically saying, oh, I stood my ground, you know, and they're, and they're going on that. And like the two guys said, the law and the court is not fluid. They're not, they don't really understand the truth of, of the fucking law that they just, that they created. Because if they really understood it, things would have gone a different way. And so, you know, 
I say that to, to say this. Next topic, please. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> no, I know. No, okay. trust me. Trust, trust me. I really, really, I really, really love the um the the dialogue that we had here. We have about thirty some odd minutes left or whatever. So I really want to really. And, to and actually, I don't. I really have just a comment instead of my topic, of course. Um, where well, I'm no, 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 no. I want you to, I want you to, you know, say originally. No, but it know. will. I mean, it will pick it back on. Okay. What it was okay. Cam, no. Cam, okay. Go know, ahead. Just cam. Uh, but. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. Of course, um, Jan, Governor Jan Brewer, she uh, vetoed the bill today out of Phoenix, Arizona. Um, what bill? bill? Senate Bill 1062. Um, and what that bill basically described was to discriminate against um, gays or homosexuals and LGBT um, community as far as um, allowing them to be refused from a business or a hotel. Um, the bill was um, resold, of course. So now what did it solve? What, what, what matters did it happen? Uh, it didn't solve anything for the community itself. Uh, they're still fighting for the marriage in the um, state as far as in, um, multiple states. The issue, I, and again, I want to bring home, you cannot have change with any kind of bill coming forth or any kind of trial coming forth or any kind of problem that's come forth that's dealing with any kind of race or sex or creed if you don't go out and vote, if you don't go out and act. Amen. All right. Yes, right. we are upset about the the results of the Jordan Davis case and the Zimmerman case. But mm-hmm. if you don't actively go out and vote for your politicians and vote for your um, constituents, you cannot see change. Florida, stand up. <laughs> Florida, stand Florida up. Stand and, up. Is, and, my, and my, I guess, question would be, aren't y'all tired of being tired? Mm, that's a good one. Are we tired of being tired? I mean, has left the conference. Janelle, I'm not tired of being tired. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna fight. fight. You're gonna keep fighting. All right, keep fighting, sister. Keep, keep fighting. fighting. <laughs> I'm making my I'm making my voice count, and I'm sticking with it. You know what? You yeah. everybody believes in. You have to stand strong in what you believe in. So. That's correct. Because if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Everything, exactly. Hopefully, we don't hear that at continental or question and answer. Uh, anybody? Oh. <laughs> it's been said at continental question and answer a million times. Okay. <laughs> anybody? Else? I would say that I'm tired of being tired, mm-hmm. but I'm tired of being tired of us not taking the world around us seriously. Mm-hmm. I feel like we don't pay enough attention. Yes. Attention to what's going on, and we mm-hmm. don't care about making a difference, and we don't care about how the, how these things are affecting our future, and I think that's that's sad. And it's like the, the biggest thing that I feel like, of course, everyone is so scared to talk about is race and race relations in America. And, I'm, and I, I feel like every time someone mentions the word race, we automatically assume we're going into a conversation about racism, but that's mm-hmm. not necessarily the issue. 
we need to address the judicial system, the justice, the way that the justice system is set up in America. Because number one, it was only created for a certain group of individuals. That it was not all inclusive. You can't possibly say that it was inclusive when, at the time that it was created, first of all, blacks weren't even considered human beings. Jews were still outlawed. That was a has arrived. Socialists that still that the laws were against. So we need to re-examine this thing that we call justice in America to really make it all inclusive instead of babying and pacifying the issue and ignoring it and want to wipe it up under the rug every time somebody mentions the word race and race relations. Because it's not just about blacks and whites. It's about everyone who is in America, and America has become the melting pot of the world. So we mm-hmm. have to adjust these things to correct them so that we won't continue to have the problems like we have in Florida with stand your ground laws or have the issues like we have with people trying to make laws that discriminate against gays and, mm-hmm. and so on. We have to fix these issues, and I think it's a shame, and I'm, tired and tired, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of us ignoring these issues and playing like they're non-existent. So, so Cam, so what can you, what can you do, um, you personally, what can you do to help promote awareness about, you know, because, you know, I, I, you made it on the show because, I, you know, you're, you are well-versed on your politics and, and your history and, and things of that nature, so I know that you be, would be someone, you know, that should, should sit on the panel. But with all of that said, we should do this, we should do that, we should go for we should, okay, but let's, let's, let's talk about the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community. Um, where we don't have a lot of people in certain areas that are fighting for those things, that are trying to put, um, you know, put, you know, make awareness, uh, you know, or make us aware of the things that are going on. You know, it's very, it's like far few and in between. You know, you really have to search and find, you know, in, in order to get there. Why, you know, what can you do or what can we do to really kind of push that forward to make people really think about what's going on? Because, you know, I, I didn't know anything about the Arizona thing until today, until earlier today, um, you know, because I don't really watch the news all that much. <laughs> but, you know, that's, you know, you know there. So I mean, what, what, the best thing that I can do is work on myself. That's why, I'm, that's why personally I am going to law school and trying to get into mm-hmm. this whole getting the justice that, the justice that I want and demand mm-hmm. and making a difference, becoming a lobbyist in certain organizations. Those mm-hmm. are the things I'm doing to affect change. You know, mm-hmm. what everybody else can do is find find out what those things that are important to them and mm-hmm. try to make a change in those things that are important to them. We all right. don't have the same viewpoints or all the right. same issues. But mm-hmm. we do need to determine what is it that we want, what is it mm-hmm. that truly affects us, and how are we going to affect change for that issue. You get what I'm saying? So I guess and it I, all boils down to an individual point of view and an individual perspective. And I think a lot of times people don't take action until it affects them personally. You know, and I think we have to get out of that mind frame. You know, we just have to do it because it, it eventually it affects us, you know, but a lot of people don't want to take action or don't want to be about a certain issue or promote a certain issue until it affects them personally. So I think that we just have to get out there and get involved. Go ahead, Greeley. I'm, I'm the type of person that I'll call out my own people. I mm-hmm. think uh, that it's kind of indignant that uh, mm-hmm. the only time that my people want to change was to elect President Barack Obama. And they voted. Mm-hmm. Now and that was it. They don't care about anything no more. Mm-hmm. They just want to see a black president. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. 
Mm-mm. Well, God. Little do they know that's, that's, all, that's only that's the beginning. The, yeah, right. Oh, it's just so much more beyond. It's, on, it's only the beginning because, you know, our younger generation thinks, oh, we got a black president. Things have changed. It's the, it's the dream has been achieved. But that's the beginning of the dream. Mm-hmm. I'm into the day where a black man, a Mexican, or a gay can run for president, and it can be considered normal. Not out right. of the norm, but right. it can be considered normal, and they have a good chance at winning. That's when mm-hmm. we can say that somehow the dream is being accomplished. Well, we'll be in heaven when that day comes. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Well, guys, um, for my callers out there, if you have any questions or any topics that you want to expound, you know, you want one of the listeners to expound on anything that has been said tonight um, and you want to call them out, uh, most definitely do that because a lot of you guys are talking on the chat on my Facebook. So definitely make your voice heard now. So if you have a question or comment or, you know, whatever, (laughs) you can go ahead and press uh, choose option number one for me, please. And when you choose option number one, I'll go ahead and, um, and pick you up, darling. So uh, I'm going to, you know, we're going to break really, really quickly. I'm going to allow the uh, listeners to press one. If we don't have any uh, questions, then, you know, I'm going to allow somebody else to bring up something else so we can, you know, call each other out on, they, on, on some shit. But uh, um, hold the line for me. <laughs> hold the line for me really, really quickly, guys. Hold the line for me really, really quickly. Let's start the shit at Thank you, <laughs> everyone. I am back, and um, honey, I guess y'all—they scared of y'all because they don't have not one question. Well, there's one person; they have a question, so I'm going to allow them to, to, to come in and, and, and ask the question. So the uh, area code is two two five. The last four digits of the phone number two nine one zero two two five two nine one zero. You are now on the line with the talk with Micah and friends. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. Oh, hi. My hello. Name is... Hi. Hello. Hey. My yes, name is Dash. I'm calling from New Orleans, Louisiana. Hi. Hi, Dash. Hi. Um, hey. Hi. I just wanted to make a comment about uh, one of the topics tonight, and that was with the uh, Trayvon Martin case and the uh, Stand Your Ground laws in Florida. And uh, I just mm-hmm. wanted to say, like, I really, I really feel like laws like that are dangerous because they leave a lot of interpretation. And, um, I mean, all you need is a great lawyer who can you know, manipulate their way through the loopholes of the law and, you know, find justice for, you know, the wrong party. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. And I All love right. the show. <laughs> it, oh, thank you. Cam, anybody want to, you know, talk or say something in regards to what I he mean, I, I think he's correct. That stand your law ground, it basically says that you can go up to someone literally and antagonize them coerce them into reacting to you, and then you can kill them because you've uh, kind of, what, what am I trying, what word am I looking for? You've initiated a reaction from them, and then you can kill them and say you were standing your ground. So he, he's right. 
it kind of get it kind of leaves room for a lot of misinterpretation of the law and when it's time to get in a jury's hand who are regular citizens they don't really know the law well enough to know that this is just another trick to get around and get out of this sentence so it it probably depending on the jury it will more than likely end up a mistrial or a not guilty verdict almost every single time. Mm-hmm. And and I heard that um, so, uh, they were talking about on the, the Rolanda show is that uh, in the event that they decide to do an appeal um, on the on, on the Dunn case or whatever on the charges you know on the, the charges that he was you know was charged with or whatever that um, that could result in him just walking away free. So I'm sure that the lawyers are trying to conjure up some something as, as a valid reason as to why they want you know they want to appeal their conviction. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, uh, Dash. I definitely appreciate it. Um, and I do want to ask y'all a, a question. Um, and since we we have, I'm not going to. Since we have some listeners that do, I guess they agree with everything that we said and they're perfectly fine and happy, um, you know. Well, I do have a. a I do have a comment though. Okay, go ahead and comment and then I have something that I want to ask you guys about. Go ahead. And, and this is kind of like a little tidbit for uh, last week's episode. Okay. Um, to all those to all those gentlemen that was on last week's episode, I encourage y'all to actually start living in your truth. <laughs> and if y'all need Ooh. some counseling, I will definitely be available. <laughs> so, you're, so, so, so you're on my line. Hold on. Oh my so, God. So, hold on, hold on Greeley. You are on my line. You are on my show, <laughs> and you are you are badgering my uh, my my guest from last week. How dare you? I, I Michael, just I mean I, they've I, been badgered all week. But I was they, they really I, have. I'm just the type of person. <laughs> they I'm have just been badgered person where, all week. Go ahead, Greeley. Go ahead, Greeley. I'm just the type of person where I've been in situations where yeah, when you're young and dumb. Yeah, you mm-hmm. died and coerced and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. now you're a grown ass man. Mm-hmm. Stand up, grow up, and tell the truth. Don't hide behind foolishness. Tell the truth in regards. Tell the truth in regards. They lie about Greeley. Yeah. Um, they lied about the whole. Uh, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> the whole what? I want to know what they lied about. They lied about this. Every escorting. If you if you gonna lie about you not escorting. Make sure, look, when you get on this show, best believe you're going to have quote-unquote queens that's going to check your record. Exactly. If you got your client that's going to call in and say, hey, well, he did escort for me, then you look like boo-boo the fool. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh just like almost, almost, like one of the, almost like the guest did when he said that he opened his, you know, he started his own business and gave, you know, gave, I'm not going to say but... He gave the name and everything, and, you know, somebody had went immediately before the show ended and researched it and found out that he was not the owner of that business, kind of mm-hmm. like that, yeah. what you're talking about, yeah. lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I mean, I think that, <laughs> Lord Jesus, I love my, I, lo- I love the, all the guests minus one. Um, and that we all Hello, have that. so is this the definition <laughs> of the shade that you was talking about? <laughs> is this the de- is this the definition of the shade? <laughs> uh, I, I will say this. I will say right. this. Again, I'm just walking your truth. I mean, this panel right here is a re- true definition of what grown people are, how they talk, how they carry themselves. If you're telling me that you're, you know your worth and you understand your worth, 
Please talk like you know your work. Right. Half of y'all last week were talking very unintelligent. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think that when when, personally when that one particular guest said that he only engaged in raw sex with um, his boyfriend, I I just I was done at I was done at that point because I know personally I have watched tons of videos with his penis going inside of somebody's hole <laughs> with no type of, you know, with no type of prophylactic on it. Like, I'm sorry. Oh like, I just can't. Like, and, exact, I'm, and I'm the type of person where I will call out my own shit as far as this. Do not let the people from last week's panel think that all adult entertainers Act like that because most definitely, so and that's and that's why we're having a um you know me and Derek talked offline about it, but you know I, which was already going to be something in the you know I always have to have a sequel you know or part two yeah. um so I will have some some other gentlemen some professional quote unquote gentlemen on the line that we able to really speak to a, a lot of things so I definitely understand that and I just think I'm saying this to anybody that uh, is going to be on the show in the future whoever they may be. You really just live in your truth because when you accept to be on, when you accept the position because it is a position for for that time for that two hour time period to be on the show to be able to promote your brand to let people know who you are or whatever 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 reason you're on there you know on the show you need to go ahead and promote it so don't come on the show lying and and, and doing all this and. When, again, as Derek said, we can go check your references and, and this, that, and the other. Go ahead and decline it. If you're not, it, it's okay to say, you know what, thank you, but no thank you. You know, I'm not, I don't know if I can, because once the conversation starts going and it starts flowing, you start to talking, and then before you know it, you said a whole lot of shit that was really a whole lot of shit. You know, it was a whole <laughs> lot of So And then come on Facebook afterwards trying to say what you should have said on the show. Exactly. Like well, you real. know, they have to have time to collect their thoughts, you know, be fair. Uh, have time to collect their thoughts. Or you have <laughs> look, yeah, this this is this is a talk with Mike and friends and while we have a, a few minutes we can talk. Or you sit there and you <laughs> and see okay. So you sit there, I'll give you the, the the situation. You sit there and you tweak the entire damn time, okay? Oh, wow. About the show. Not necessarily about missing me, but the fact that, oh, these interviewers are boring. But hold up, sweetie. Yeah. You, were, you were the main person that everybody was trending about, was talking about, saying that you were boring, you couldn't talk, you were turning on hmm. your porn, because now they view you in a different light. You see what I'm saying? But so those are the things that, that really bother me. So then, of course, now I didn't even, because after a while you just, Say you know what it is what it is. I'm gonna let that go, and I'm 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 that type of person. I'm not gonna keep going on and on. Well, you know what, and Micah, I just want to shed the light on. And you know, for those of you that don't know, listeners, that whoever may be listening, because I know they're listening, and I don't care if any of you guys know him. And I said it, um, but yeah, who he's referencing is Hot Rod. And yes, mm-hmm. I had a problem with his interview. He's good on film. He's good on camera. I love his body art and everything like that. But he sounded like a plum idiot. Like he sounded so stupid, so unintelligent. I like. It was just ridiculous. Like, it was ridiculous. And I, at the interview last week, I got a chance to watch him on The Scorpion Show, which is another um, another show that does, you know, that does interviews and things. Mm-hmm. And he sounded the same way on there. Like, so, so it's consistent. And, I, and, and, again, I, again, I'm not, you know, I, I do not 
you know, want to sit here and badger or bash or, or anyone that was on the show or whatever. But, you know, again, it was very, that was a very controversial show. Um, things didn't really pan out. Yeah, things didn't pan out the way that I um, I wanted to. I mean, I had a lot of questions, and you know, some people say maybe the questions that I asked were too intelligent or too you know thought provoking for them to really even respond. And some of them, re- uh, uh, some of them really responded well, you know. Um, but then you had those that just kind of said you know what they said, and it was like, okay, well, you don't realize that regardless if you are in porn, regardless if you are in pageants. Regardless if you work in corporate America, somebody's looking up to you. And, you know, it's that somebody's always looking up to somebody that they aspire to be. So there evidently are people that aspire to be a porn star or an adult entertainer. So at some point you should just have some cool about yourself and just, you know, speak whatever it is, speaking your truth as really says and as, how, as I've always said, you know, but there's a way to deliver that information. But, again, you know, it is what it is, baby. It is what it is. Well, they, oh, yeah, I did have one thing to ask you guys, and then I'm going to go. Um, what do you guys, where's my damn sheet? What, what, what do you guys think about, what, what do you guys think about the, um, that bill that passed or the law that passed um, in what, Uganda? Uganda. Yeah, about, you know, basically if homosexual acts are, are illegal. And now you can go right, and, you, and they'll kill you. Yeah, they'll kill you. Janelle, what do you what do you have to say about that? I think it's ridiculous. Um, I think it's unjust. I think um, it's inhumane. I think it's unfair. I mean, you don't you don't know what a person is doing behind closed doors. You don't mm-hmm. know what a man and a woman is doing behind closed doors. You know, technically, so for it to be a law for a homosexual act to be illegal is just I just don't agree with it. And then now, their lives. That's really unfair. That's super sad. They can take your, actually, a human has the right to take their life because of, you know, an act or something that you choose to do. And Brian, are you still here? I am. I have a question. Okay, with 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 what Janelle said and what I said in regards to that bill that's been passed or the laws that's been passed in Africa and Uganda or whatever, like, what, um, why do you think now, even with the Arizona um, thing that happened, you know, uh, the bill that, you know, it ended up being vetoed or whatever, but why do you think now, you know, out of all times, it's like now we're, being, we're really being attacked? You know, like we're really just being attacked, like, from every which way. So why do you think now, and I'm sure they, in the 90s they had attacks in the, you know, 60s and all that, but for some reason it seemed like we, we were okay for a while. You know, you know, we were still talking about it and still this, but now it's just like now they're just coming up with bills and shit. You know, so what do you think? Why, why do you think? As a, community, as a community, we're gaining power. We're gaining strength. We mm-hmm. have a voice now as to where we didn't then. We do, and we're, you know, we're getting, you know, we're able to make things happen as a community and as a people. So in certain areas where that is, you know, a concern, they're going to stop us before we even get an opportunity to have some sort of a say. Okay. And, Brian, what do you think? Well, it's funny because it's actually the – we already have a momentum. Whenever you, like, reference the 90s, you have to – in my opinion, you Mm -hmm. have to find that, you know – the 90s, gay people in the 90s is certainly, you know, were fresh off of the 80s, which what, what was huge in the 80s, you know, GRID, which was the change to the HIV. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, kind of, it was kind of a lay low, let's just keep it cool. We don't exactly have a great name for ourselves. Right. And then 10 years later, not 20 years later, we're still around. There's a lot more of us. We're gaining 
we have there's a movement, there's a momentum behind us. We're still, you know, there's still gay people around. There's millions of us. We're still, you know, the person next door. We're still, you know, that lawyer. Or it, it, it can be anyone, anywhere. And what Janelle just said, they're in some places trying to stop it before it can even get started or out of hand in their mind, so to speak. All right. Um, Cameron? Oh, I, I agree with what the both of you are They're really just okay. trying to stop a movement that's taking place, which mm-hmm. is why I kind of think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with all the issues with the gay football player coming out, things like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for us as a community to keep in mind the big picture, which mm-hmm. is not a, just about single gay marriage or this or that. It's about human equality. Okay. And you know we all deserve to be treated be, to be treated as human beings and be respected as such. Right. And these laws that they're trying to create now are trying to stop that movement, which is why we should all, no matter what the cause is for the community, we should all kind of stand together as one to support the cause. Because at the end of the day, we support one big picture, which is the equality and being treated as human, just like everyone else. All right, and I think that, that I think those were Cam, were Cameron's last words to our listeners. So I'm going to go to Derek. Would you like? Do you have any last words? I mean, they can be fun stuff. They can be you know words of inspiration, anything. But do you have anything for our listeners tonight, Derek? Um, I mean, I would just like to say that I hope you guys just enjoyed the show and just moving forward as always talked about, Michael mentions it a lot, you know, just always, no matter what, just live and walk in your truth because the best, the best gift that you can ever give anyone is you in its entirety. Just be you. Be real and walk in your truth. And Thank you. Thank you so much, Derek. And what about you, Janelle? Um, I just want to say thank you guys for having me on the show, and it was very interesting getting things from a male's perspective. Um, Guys had a lot of great things to say, and I really enjoyed myself. Okay. Oh, yeah, Janelle, I got a quick question for you. Did you you ever listen to um, our Tea Edition show? No, I haven't. Oh, okay, uh-huh. I'm going to need you to listen to that. All right, thank you so much, Janelle, because <laughs> um, I, I, I just want her input. So, you know, she can give me that sidebar on that later. Um, Brian, any last words? Not just, I mean, just the typical thank you so much. I had a great time. <laughs> well, you're welcome. And I, are you coming to Continental Plus? Of course. Oh, come on. Okay, well, you know, I'll be seeing you there. What about you, Greedy? Any last words? Uh. Uh, I will be coming to the Continental Plus, uh, but I will say uh, <laughs> today was a small victory for our community. Uh, let's not forget and teach our people who do look up to us about the Stonewall Riots where it started. Oh, up. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, um, so, again, it's, today was a great positive um, in the right direction, and let's keep it going, guys. Thank you. And um, Bernard? Um. <laughs> I enjoyed you guys. I had fun. Um, thank everybody for listening. Uh, the unadulterated say, uh, truth, Bernard. The unadulterated truth. <laughs> I don't want to go with you on Facebook afterwards, honey. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean I did. I did have fun. Uh, of, of course, I I I felt like um, I, I did get a get a bit uh, learn a bit more about everybody on the panel, and I, I mm-hmm. kind of um, 
got a bit more into where Cameron was coming from with the situation because I uh, I followed him or watched what he said about everything going on with the whole, I forget the last guy named, the case in Florida. Michael, um, Michael Dunn. Michael Dunn. Michael Dunn. Yeah, him. I, I listened to everything he said, and, like, while it was going on, I totally, like, almost disagreed with everything. So hearing him, his perspective tonight kind of, open my eyes to something, but everybody come from different walks of life. So like you right. said, everybody's going to have their own thing. But me personally, um, not to sound all selfish, but I, I tend to pretty much worry about myself. Like it, it's hard like to focus on, on making everything right for everybody when everybody's worried about making everything right for themselves. So I, I pretty much get that. Like if I'm needed or if, if something is going on that I can help in, I do. But ultimately, my own personal success is, is what I'm worried about. I can't live for all the frustration and extra stuff going around around me. Like basically, you know, having the, the, the weight of the world on your shoulders. So I get that. Yeah, um, the, 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 the gay community stuff, like all of that, yeah, mm-hmm. um, more power to them. But I'm, I'm going to get what I want for whatever the case may be. So, I mean, don't, like, mm-hmm. like you said about the people living in their truth or whatever, like they don't. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares, you know, like we do because we we mentally, these type of things uh, have a purpose to us. But to most right. of them, they don't, they, don't, they don't grasp it. They don't get that life is more than reality TV and showing off and going out and turning up and all of this here. And, and before they know it, they're going to miss the mark. And see, I want to I want to say this, and then my closing will be coming on. But um, and thank you so much, Bernard. I thank all of you guys for um, your last words, and I thank you, you know, for being a part of this. But what is so very interesting, um, and I'm being very, very serious. I know that um, at the end of the day, what I'm doing, I have a purpose for it, you know, and it's to expose. It's not in a negative light, but it's really to expose people to. Um, to our community, to let to let them in to understand us, know our trials, know our triumphs, and, and all of that good stuff, you know. And then, of course, invite them in because just because we are labeled LGBTQ does not mean that we don't want them apart because we have to interact with them each and every day, you know. But what really baffles me, and it really doesn't even, I'm sorry, I, it doesn't baffle me at all, um, but, it, you know, it's not surprising, I'll say that, that I could have a show speaking about sex, and all this type of stuff and having, you know, raw, uncut, you know, all this kind of stuff. I can have T.S. Madison and and, 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 and and all of that on the show, right? I can have all of that, those things, you know. Um, I can even have talked about, um, what is it? I mean, you know, I, I can talk about those things. But then when I, talk, when I, when I have someone uh, like, you know, Cameron and just, not, not like, I'm not going to put them because they, they would have some high ratings. Let me see, let me see. Oh, gay relationships. When I had people just talking about gay relationships, then the gay couples that came on, you know, uh, you know, successful gay relationships. You guys want to know how, how how you make it work, things of that nature. Things that I really truly think that people need to be sitting on the phone and listening to and taking positive things from, they aren't doing. So I can have 50 people or 52 people lined up to hear about porn stars or uh, or, or T.S. Madison and the other young ladies, not not Harper, I love that show too, you know, definitely. But my thing is why can't we give the equal, you know, listening ear to things that really matter when we're talking about things that are going on in the world around us, you know, let's have those conversations. And I just hope that um, eventually when I have another topic show next month and the month after that and the month after that, 
people will start to really listen and tune in and really, you know, just have a listening ear because sometimes people don't watch the news a lot. I, I hate it sometimes because it's all negative. But we do need to know what's going on in the world around us. So I just it's a shame that I could have 15, 20, maybe 25 people listening now or throughout the show, but then when it's another type of show, baby, they can't even get in. They can't even get in because the lines are blocked, you know. So I just hope that, you know, all of us on this line, the next time that we have the topic show, um, no matter if you guys are on it or not, that we just continue to, you know, uh, keep pushing this because this, this is a movement. But with that said, I want to go ahead and close the show. So um, here we go. Well, that's actually it for tonight's show, guys. I want to thank Bernard, Cam, Brian, Derek, Greeley, as well as the beautiful Janelle on opening up our very first All About the Topic show. And trust me, there will be a sequel with a whole new group of six individuals. So, yes, another casting call will happen in the latter part of March. I really actually had a good time tonight, and I definitely learned a lot. Now, as we all know, I end every show with a quote of the week. So here's this week's quote. Ability is what you're capable of doing. Motivation determines what you do. Attitude determines how well you do it. So stay in your own lane and don't let people who don't matter distract you from your goals. Until next time, be blessed, everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.